You gonna have prayer? Start yes. with. Sir. Right, we'll go ahead and get started. Okay. Yeah, come down just a tad would help. I, I should have done that yesterday. Okay. In case you, in case hello. Yeah, it's there. Hello? Yeah, it's it's everybody it's, you can hear me? You don't want to hear me. Hello? Hello? Tap, it's, it, it's on. Okay. It's on? Okay. Well, you knew or should have known from yesterday when Dennis said he was going to run about 45 minutes or so, so there'd be plenty of time that we would have. Do you have a little daughter or granddaughter that gets rats in their hair? Well, we had some rats that came in here and is uh, fooling with us. So today is the fifth day, the final day of Dennis's preparation, and he's going to talk about wills, powers of attorneys, trust, and other estate planning matters. And I'm going to hang around. I'll be here and want to say just a couple words. And then I wanted to show you a video that has volume so you can hear what's being said on the video. It's only five minutes. I promise you it can make a difference to you and your families if you stick around and hear the short video. So Dennis, let's pray. And, and if you, if you, when you go back, if you want to bring your computer, maybe we can just plug it in oh, and no. that would be... Oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what this is, Dennis? What's that? This is a left thumb. And you know okay. what this is? This is my right hand. But if it works on your computer and not well, on mine. It worked on my secretary's computer. Oh. Let's pray, Dennis. You're, you're okay. meddling now. You're okay. burning daylight. So All right. Let's pray. All right. Fine. Lord, here we are again. One more time. We're here to serve you. Yes. Thank you for the gift of life. And thank you for people like Dennis who have dedicated their lives to help our members and our neighbors understand and plan for the future with their, not only the future, but for the current with their finances. Lord, please bless us again today with information, valuable information that can help us plan for now and for the future, for our families and for your eternity and help us to fill heaven with precious souls. Lord, be with Dennis today, I pray, and help us all that we will Work, work, work to be your hands and feet right here, right now. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. For it's in your precious and holy, wonderful and mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it working here some, somehow. All right. So today, our last day, uh, making it... Sending it ahead. All right. Uh, not the sound. I've had the best sound people here. Yeah. So maybe he can work on that. So. All right. So I'm the kind of guy that uh, I, I, uh, I like to work problems out with a paper and pencil. I'm a geographically challenged. I get lost going around the block. My wife, that's why my wife is, uh, is so great, because she, she remembers the street names as we drive down the road. So it's good to, to, to marry a smart woman, and I have a smart, smart wife. But um, I tend to like to put things on paper and write them out. Sometimes people ask me questions, and I'll, I'll do the best I can, but but sometimes I, I can't fix the problem when there's several complex issues there trying to put that together. I had uh, the last seminar I did for a conference, um, a stewardship department, I had some individuals come to me and they owed a whole lot of IRS back taxes and all and wanted to have me help them figure out how to get it solved. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, we've gone through the whole seminar. I, I don't know what more to say than that. So I'm going to throw out the things and, and uh, you know, I hope that, that, uh, that you can 
kind of pick and choose what you need there, and hopefully that'll help to answer some of those questions. But uh, I, I, as I said there, I can't fix everybody's problems. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, not that smart. <laughs> but anyway, um, paying ahead. Paying ahead is our last session here. What does paying ahead mean? Uh, the Bible says in Matthew, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Where, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Jesus tells parables, and so I, I figure it's okay to ha tell a parable, even though it may not be, it, it is not true. But a rich man died and went to heaven, and he met Gabriel at the pearly gates, and it was time for them to go and, and see his mansion. So they drove around, and, and uh, as they were going along, uh, they saw this house on the left there, and he said, oh, is that my house? This is a wealthy businessman and owner. Um, he says, is that my house? No, that's your maid's house. Wow. Wow. Went a little farther, and here's another bigger house. And what, what is, uh, who's, is this my house? He said, no, that's your, that's your butler's house. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So went a little farther and, and stopped. And, and I don't know if they have bayous in, in, uh, in heaven, but uh, came across this, this beautiful home on the right here and said, now this is your home. He said, oh, there must be some, this, there must be some misunderstanding. I, I don't understand this. I, am the, I was the owner of the company that hired these, my, and, my uh, butler and my maid. And there must be some mistake. And he said, well, sir. We did the best we could with what you sent ahead. <laughs> On the contrary, sometimes people don't give much, but other times people think by giving a lot, they can impress God. They're, they're generous to a fault. And they can impress God, but we really can't impress God either, can we? I like a giving while I'm a living, so I'm a knowing where it's a going. Good old country statement. But our estate plan should be a continuation of our living giving. Okay, so the fill in the blank for those of you who may be new is the continuation of our living giving. How do we use what we have? I came across this quote and I thought it was really good. God gave people silver and gold, but they used that silver and gold to make idols. The resources God gives us to be used to do His work and carry out His will, but often we use them to gratify our own desires. Sometimes we wear those, those jewels, those, those expensive things. Sometimes we, we wear those. Sometimes we drive those. I'm getting the meddling now. Uh, but we use those to gratify and satisfy our own desires. When we abuse God's gifts or use resources selfishly, we miss the real purpose God had in mind. This is as short-sighted as idolatry. So every dollar is important. Brethren, awake from your life of selfishness and act like consistent Christians. The Lord requires you to economize your meetings. Let every dollar not needed for your what? For your what? Comfort. Comfort flow into... I thought it was only our needs were supposed to be taken care of. I like this. Our comfort. So men, if you've been very frugal and you're still making your wife wash dishes by hand, it's time to get that dishwasher or to repair that dishwasher. So we're to provide for our comforts as well. I like the balance of the Bible and the spirit of prophecy, don't you? There's a great balance in there. The comfort... Once we have control of our finances, so those of you who've been here all five points, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll try to not get in your way. I move around. I, I can't stand in one spot. Uh, once we have control of our finances, and those of you who've been here all five things, I, I attempt to do it progressively. 
So we've talked about debt reduction in the first, houses and cars, the potpourri of all kinds of income and expenses. And yes, last yesterday, uh, planning for retirement, and now, now as we approach and plan for our retirement, we can help our family. We can help our church. We can help our neighbor. We can make plans to provide for retirement. We can be free of financial worry. Isn't it nice to not have to worry about your finances if you've got it under control? And we can stop financial strife in the home. And as we learned, a great percentage of homes, that is a problem with finances. Okay, I know there's six different fill-in-the-blanks there, so don't want to miss any. So family, church, neighbor, retirement, worry, and strife. Okay. The use of our tithe. God has given special directions as to the use of the tithe. The portion that God has reserved for himself is not to be diverted for any other purpose than that which he has specified. Let none feel at liberty to retain their tithe. I told you I'm a layperson now. I used to work for the church. I can, I can say whatever I want now because <laughs> I can't get fired. But I still believe this. I believe that we have a responsibility to give to the Lord to return the tithe he's given to us. Let none feel at liberty to retain their tithe, to use it according to their own judgment. They're not to use it for themselves in an emergency to apply it as they see fit, even if they, in what they regard as the Lord's work. Tithe, the purpose for the tithe, says it's to be used for the Levites, the ministers. And some of you I have put out several times this little brochure that uh, I put together. If you haven't gotten one, uh, I'll, I'll put them up here. But this is the rep, what I made a reference guide to inform giving. I want to make sure that our members understand how the tithe is used, how the world budget is used, the breakdown of that, the importance of the local church budget. It's all here. So I've attempted to put that together for you. So if you didn't get one, I want to make sure you have that. That is a reference guide. And I tell people when I go to churches and I preach that, that this is not something you just look at and say, well, that's nice and throw it away. It's a reference guide. I suggest you put it in your Bible or in your Bible case to refer to when somebody asks you, well, what does the world budget, how, how is the world budget used or how does your conference budget used? All right, so the ministers in, in, in the brochure here, I say it's be, to be used for the ministry and the support of the ministry. I am not a minister. I am not an ordained minister. I took business, but I was a treasurer of a conference, several conferences. So I believe I am part of that support of that ministry. So many of the expenses of local conference come from that tithe as well. So that you want to read that and make sure you understand that information. So tithe helps us to respect God, to fear God or respect God. You shall truly tithe all the increase of your gain, grain, and that the field produce produces year by year that you may learn how to fear the Lord your God always. So there's blessings for being faithful. And I I really like this. I believe this wholeheartedly. Will a man rob God? And yet people say, well, how, how are we robbing God? And it says we're cursed with a curse if we're having challenges, we're having problems. Um, so I went into the dining room today. Don't ask for this. I said, I want, <laughs> I want to pay for a couple of meals for a couple of kids. And they said, they don't eat very much. You just go in. No charge. I said, wow. <laughs> Don't ask for that, please. <laughs> but, but there's little blessings that come to us time after time that we uh, many times take for granted, don't we? Um, I, I have to stop and tell you. So I had to replace the roof on my house. It was 20 years old. And it was really getting thin. And I knew that I needed to replace it or else it'll start leaking. So I had um, 
I had tried a few years before. My next door neighbor got hail damaged, and they had their roof replaced. So I, uh, I and I had them come out and look at mine. They said, "No, you don't have any hail damage." And I said, "Oh, okay." So I got three qu- three quotes, three contractors got the quotes, and I picked one and I set it up. But I said, "Well, I'll I'll just call my insurance company and see because it's it's really floppy, and there is one there is one shingle off." So they came out and looked at it and said. Yeah, you've got, you've got $11,000. You've got some damage there. I see a shingle off. So he climbed up on the roof, and he, he looked around and looked around and checked everything, and he said, Mr. Milburn, I declare this a total replacement. I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> $11,000 minus my $500 deductible. I said, blessings that we receive, and I had no clue, but, but I just uh, depended... Maybe maybe there's a possibility, a, a little, a little possibility, but it says we're faithful. Now try me in this, if I will not pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. That may be financial, that may be health care, that may be peace of mind, that may be kids back in the church, things that money cannot buy, not just financially. So the basic. Estate documents needed, and I did talk to Rick, and he's staying here, so he wants to make sure that, that I don't say too much, deviate too much. But I believe you should have a will, a living will, and I'll go through these, a health care power of attorney, a durable power of attorney, all of which you get for how much cost? Free. Is that right? Yeah, none of this depends thing now. I want to hear. Free. It's even better than that, Oh, Dennis. my. Okay. It's even better than that, he there's says. There's no obligation. Oh, there's no obligation. There's no obligation to leave anything to the church? Well, some conferences require maybe 10% or 25%. Oh. I'll ask for it, but it's not a Okay, all right. And, and what... Oh, I'm gonna, I don't want to steal your thunder, so you're, you're going to... I think you have to be a member, though, right? Yeah, that... Our Carolina conference. So I can't because I'm, okay, all right. I could transfer, yeah. As long as I bring my tithe here, right? Oh, okay. (laughs) But it's free. It's free. So a will. You can specify asset distribution. You can nominate a guardian for children. And let me tell you a couple of experiences. I have, and the person told me I I could share this personal information with you. This young couple, um, this young couple have two children now, and they were making out their will, and they they told the attorney that they wanted to have in there. I do not want my children and my assets to go to my brother. The attorney came back and he said, "You know, this is a strange request. Usually, you don't put that in there." He said, "I want it in there." Because in Georgia, if you die and don't have a will, it goes to siblings. He said, I don't want it in, it went in there. He says, my brother is not, all he wants is my money. He's not going to take care of my kids. I want to make sure, he said, attorney said, whatever you want in your will, you can put in your will. So that's one case. Another one, a lady lost her husband. I don't know if it was three or four children. She talked to some, a family in her church. And she said to them, you know, if, if something happens to me, would you be willing to take my children, keep them in the church, and take care of them? Oh, yes, we'd be happy to do that. That was a desire. However, she was in a car accident. She was killed. The state took over her children. They became the wards of the state or whatever the proper term is. Those children were divided up among her non-church member siblings. All of them went to different family members. Why? Because she did not have a will. She had an intent, a desire to do it, but did not follow through with that. So that is very important. You don't have to have any assets. Just make sure you get the guardian for your children taken care of. But you do have assets. In that car accident, there may have been $500,000. Who knows? A lawsuit. I don't know. That may have added to that 
estate. You can nominate an executor. That's the one who takes care of things after you die. You can create a will in a trust. I mean, a trust in a will. You can give to charity. A living will is a document that specifies while living various health care desires in case of life threatening events such as when to resuscitate, when to stop nourishment, when to stop life support, all to avoid children or family from having to make those emotional decisions. Yes, sir. Yes. In, in my, I've been reading in, in the Spirit of Prophecy and Third Testimonies, it says it has a section on wealthy parents. I don't okay. know if you're familiar with it or not. About um, if you're making out a will, this is for grown children. Yes. That if, they're, if they are doing all right for themselves, you basically shouldn't have them put in a will. Or, or, and if you have one that maybe is having a problem, you could consider them to be put into a will. Other than that, you're, you're what I'm reading, it's you're um, responsible for your actions on, on your money of giving it, giving it to, yeah. to your children. I, I, I'm having a little, little problem sure. doing a will, and that's why we have it. Sure. Well, I think it's important to have a will right. to say right. whether you want to leave it to your responsible children right. or your or, and not to your irresponsible children or to divvy it up in a, a way that you should or leave it to the church, whatever. So uh, it is important to have it. Otherwise, do you want the state to decide what they want to happen to all, all your assets? I know that. I understand it. But my yeah. question was, are we counseled not to give it to our children who are taking care of themselves and they're doing okay? Well, uh, I, uh, this is just my opinion that... But if they're responsible children, they're faithful to the Lord, they're, they have a huge mortgage, or they have a mortgage on their home, maybe helping them pay that off, get, kind of get a, a leg up on life, you know, that's a possibility, as long as you know that they're faithful to the Lord in, in giving the blessings that they get. So, you know, that's, that's again, why God gave us these things here, this, thi- this one thing, <laughs> to, to help us to decide how, how that should all fit. So we have, that's something we need to take the Lord in prayer and make sure that we are trying to follow. And every, everybody's circumstances are different. So you have to look at that, and, and families are different, and children are different, and, and all. So, But good comment. Thank you. Okay. Um, a health care power of attorney. So allows a person to designate a trusted family member or friend to make health care decisions for that person in case of an unexpected life-threatening accident, old age, or physical crisis that causes that person to be unable to decide for themselves. So I am health care power of attorney for my wife. She is for me. So if something happens to one of us, and then if uh, uh, my daughter then would be the next, if both of us were in an auto accident and there was... We weren't killed, but we were both de- uh, incapacitated for some reason. So, healthcare power of attorney. So then, the next one for simplicity, I call this the the uh, the legal power of attorney. Um, allows a, per- a durable power of attorney allows a person to designate designate a trusted family member or friend to make financial or legal decisions. So, one person, the healthcare says they can make decisions for healthcare. This is that you, they, can, they can buy a car, they can sell a car, they can sell your home, they can do all those financial issues with a, a power of attorney. And sometimes there are limited power of attorneys. And I won't get into, we have the attorney here, so he's, he's going to have the last word. So he'll straighten me out if I, if I go astray too much because that's not my expertise. But uh, this is the basics. Okay, then optional plans, estate plans, is a revocable trust which bypasses probate. Now, probate is, has, to be, has to go to a court, has to go to a judge. They have to determine the, the, the will and how things are distributed. And, uh, but there's maybe an expense to that. Now, we learned about a, durable, uh, a revocable trust, uh, a uh, a revocable trust means that I can change it at any time. So my wife and I have a revocable trust. 
We've, we found the benefit of this when my wife's uh, parents passed away. And when, instead of going through probate that may take months or year or whatever to, to get the assets distributed and sell things, when mom died, her mother died, we took the document and we went to the credit union and we said, here's the document, we'd like a check. Wow. We go to the, uh, uh, to the real estate, we're ready to sell a house. We have a document there. So as long as it's in the name of the trust. You have some extra work to do to follow that, and there is a cost to that. That does not come free. That is, that is beyond, above and beyond. However, if I'm going to have to pay legal fees for probate later, then, then what I paid for the trust takes care of that uh, ahead of time. Charitable annuities, the conference has a charitable annuity, and I just want to be honest, uh, the, the problem with the charitable annuity is that Adventists live so long. They get a flat amount for every month or, or year, and they keep, live so long. So they don't, the, the church doesn't benefit as much, but it's a wonderful benefit to the member. They get the, the uh, donations, and they get a, 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 a percentage based on their age at the time they get it in there. Then uh, that goes for life. Um, and your kind of conference can assist with this as well, but for a fee. And with charitable annuities... If I get it, and I'm maybe getting, I'm just throwing out numbers now, 6% a year on my $100,000. If I live, I'm 60, let's say I'm 65 and I live to be 100, I get that as long as I live. However, if I put the money in today and 100000 and tomorrow I die, it goes to the conference, okay, not distributed. I think that's correct, right? Okay, good. I got a, sh- a head shake there. All right. I just want to make sure you understand that, but it's a beautiful uh, option. What is the tax implications on the charitable annuity? Charitable annuity, uh, I know I used to do the taxes. There's a little bit of, um, of, let's see, a little bit of tax I think you pay along, but you get kind of a lump sum up front. Yeah, okay. Uh, they can answer all those unique things, but it wasn't much. Uh, why we don't make a will? We're busy with life. We have too little property. Some people too, say it's too expensive. Well, I've just we've just heard here it's not expensive. It's free. Is there free lunch? I guess there's free lunch in this. Oh, somebody paid for the lunch. Okay. All right, all right. That's, that's the benefit we receive by, by being a part of this great conference. Uh, it's only for the wealthy. Uh, believe young people don't need it. Don't like telling strangers personal details. Uncomfortable talking about family issues. And don't plan to die. And fear that once they do this will, they are going to die. That, that one I hear a lot, you know. Uh, now it's on my mind, so I'm going to die because, wow, I've got plans made. Okay, so here is what I found on the Internet. I found this on the Internet, and it's really good information. However, well, I'll, I'll, I'll sh- yeah, I'll share this. So I sent this to, uh, to some other trust, uh, another trust director. They looked it over and said, I love this. This is fantastic. Where is the reference for this? Well, do you think I could find that back on the Internet? I went back. I searched that over and over trying to find the reference. And I said, I am so sorry I cannot find this reference. But it was so good. I'm going to share it with you anyway because I think it's true. I I think it's true. (laughs) A superstition over here and in the U.S. that you will die early if you make a will. So supposedly a study in England average age of death. People without a will at age 69. People with a will, at age, they live to be age 79, 10 years longer. People with a will and charitable, a will and charities given to charities, they live to age 82. So how long do you want to live? <laughs> now, doesn't that sound good? I, I think it's good. Now, but I, I, had, to, I put, had to put on there, found with no reference. But I, honest, I did find it on the Internet. 
somewhere. That was in the great book Ellen White says. Oh, the great book Ellen White says? Oh, okay. (laughs) So the percent of people with a will. May 2016, Gallup poll indicates that only 44% of people have a will or any estate plan. So if my math is correct, 56% of people don't have a will. And what's interesting is, even though it's free, when I do these seminars, I have a little evaluation sheet at the end that I'm going to give you an opportunity. I say, what are you going to do as a result of this? A lot of people write in there, I'm going to get a will written. I'm going to make those provisions. Do you have some kind of estate plan? If not, why not plan to do it now? Not now, now, but make the contact and and get it started. So who gets what in Georgia? Now, I know this is not Georgia, but I'm just giving you you a little bit of Georgia, Georgia talk here. I love this one here, right here, spouse and descendant. If you die, your spouse and descendant, the spouse and descendants equally share the intestate property, but the spouse's share may not be less than a third. So what that says is, if a man dies, the wife, the wife lives and, and let's say they have two children. Mom gets only a third of the estate. Child one, who's age 10, gets a third of the estate. Child one year of age gets a third of the estate. Mom does not get everything. That is, the, that is what the law says in Georgia. I don't know what it is here. Dave? This is, just to clarify, this is if you die without a will? Without a, well, definitely, without a will. If you have a will, then that, that determines where it's going to go. Yeah. You could say you could say anything you want in the will. You could say, "I want all my all my money to put in a boat, put out on the Atlantic Ocean, and sunk." That's your will. You decide what you want. They'll do whatever you say you do, as long as it's not le- illegal. Okay. So, find out what your but but better yet, just get a will, and you don't have to worry about this. Passing on, so now we've kind of covered the estate will. That's, that's the more complex part. Now, passing on the torch to children. So paying ahead is helping, helping the future generation, our children and our grandchildren, to benefit. Children learn more by what is taught than what is, what is caught than what is taught. Be their example in frugality. Help children to learn the value of money. Buy them used toys and clothes clothes rather than always new. Teach them self-discipline by music lessons to love learning, hobbies, and interests. Keep their lives simple with few technologies and more relationships. Teach them good work ethics. That's the word there. And you see, see my, grand, my grands right there, three of them there, they're cooking. They love to cook. The oldest one for Christmas. I got to tell you, oh, this is great. <laughs> for Christmas, he got He's 10 years old. He got some really sharp cooking knives. I mean, those knives, you know, those big knives. And you know what he wanted from, from, from uh, Grammy and Pop Pop for Christmas? He, he, he wanted a, a knife block so he could put knives in. You know where we got that? Where would you think we got a knife block? A thrift store. And, of course, I know little woodworking, so it had little scratches, and I filled it in. <laughs> Gave it to him. He was like a, a kid in a candy closet, a can, candy store. And he said, uh, and then he said afterwards, you know, Pop-Pop, the gift I enjoyed the most was that knife block. I'm saying, wow, <laughs> that's great. So teach them to be responsible and to be happy with little things. So teach them work ethics. Now, every once in a while, our daughter and her husband live close to us. I, I, I shouldn't say too much because they're right here in the congregation. But when they leave, us, leave them with us, we put them to work. <laughs> so there's the three-year-old. She's washing the car, okay? So, I mean, she doesn't do an expert job, but, I mean, she's, she's helping out. She's... She's involved. So we put her to work. The one at the top, our middle, middle grandchild, 
He's, he, our daughter makes these checklists for them. I mean, I tell you, it's something about a checklist. It's something about you need, you got 30 seconds to get this done or, or one minute to get this done. It's something about a challenge that those kids get to hustling when, when they're given a challenge like that. So she, she does real well. And the one on the right is the oldest son. We, we bought our daughter this vacuum cleaner, this battery-operated vacuum cleaner. And uh, they loved it so much that they would fight over who could use that. So she told me, I have the cleanest uh, uh, carpets in the neighborhood because they're vacuuming all. And it was so, it was so good, and it worked so good that, uh, that I bought my wife one. So that the person who does our vacuuming would enjoy it as well. Oh, don't laugh. <laughs> but I do enjoy it very much. <laughs> it's very light. And it swivels. and Oh, it's great. It's great. So we need to partner with God as we pass on to children the information and the work ethic. And I think that's the real key today. So passing on the torch, I was talking with a descendant, I don't know if they're here or not, I think they said they had to leave, a descendant of the Rockefeller family. So uh, I, I, uh, I, liked, I told them I was going to be sharing about Rockefeller. So here are the, the oil, I think it was in the oil, oil um, magnet or whatever. Uh, he, he had lots of money, owned lots of, lots of uh, assets, and, but he would give their children a little allowance, and every week he would require them to come together and give an account for every penny of their allowance. I mean, they got buku money, but he wanted to make sure and instill in them the importance of good record keeping and maintaining the the proper records. Also, McKee Food Foods, Little Debbie's. I worked there. I had to work my way through school, and that was that was the best place at Southern Adventist University to work. And so, uh, so I found out in interviewing uh, some of their children that they, it's, it's not a, a public uh, corporation. It's a family-owned corporation. But I found out the children and the des- descendants of that corporation who receive the ownership as it's passed on down have to do the grunt work. They have to learn from the ground up. They have to be on the line doing the cookies themselves and not just sit in the back room. And I said, I like that. I like that. And they're smart, smart kids, and they're, they're motivated kids. But we need to build things with them. We take old things and refinish and repair them. Teach them that free is good, junkyard or trash. Show them how to return unused or defective items for cash return. So we, we just involve them in everything. And does it take longer to... to to have them help? Yeah, it does. But we're, we're there to help educate them and to make them, make them feel that they are a part of their learning experience. Pay them for little jobs. They need, they need to be theirs. So, some jobs need to be their jobs, but we can pay them for certain jobs. Start them saving, tithing, and giving, offering early. Talk and plan with them about college or technical school education. I was just looking at, somebody gave me a a, a sheet uh, yesterday that they had worked on, and the difference between hourly employees and a college degree was like $40,000 difference. Well, I've only got $25,000 difference here, but over 40 years, they will have made a million dollars more than they would if they didn't have a degree. Now, again, I, I... as, as we talked about uh, Wednesday, that degree, that, that degree may be a certificate. They don't have to go to college, maybe a technical school, whatever. But, and I understand that there's a, a, a dearth of need for the technical uh, education, the plumbers and the electricians and the, and the contractors. But take them on a mission trip to encourage a life of service for them. Savings for college. This is like, this is very much like a Roth plan. You put money in, 529 plan, 
tax advantage savings designed to encourage savings for future college costs. The 529 plan, known as the Qualified Tuition Plan, are sponsored by state, state agencies, or educational institutions and are authorized by Section 529 of the Internal Revenue Code. So Vanguard, this is just Vanguard's, and each company has some different guidelines, but uh, some are tax deductions. Uh, but deferred growth, your earnings will deferred, be deferred from federal and state taxes. And I, I believe if I read correctly, and maybe, maybe uh, um, Rick can, can clarify that for me, but it used to be with the new tax law, or with the old tax law, it used to say it was only applied to college education. I think with the new tax law, it applies to secondary and elementary school. Okay, so that is something that, that we haven't heard about much. So 529 plan can help with elementary school and can grow tax-free. So if you've got a grandchild that's just born, you put money in there and that can be used for elementary school. Dave? Okay, you're saying that if it... Okay. Okay. So, okay. So it doesn't jeopardize any scholarships that you might, that the school might give to you. Is that what you're saying? Oh, okay. In, and just use it for your personal use? Okay, wow, wow, okay. But he's saying you can also pass it down. You start it with the oldest child, and then it, if they don't use it, then it goes to the next one, so the children. So, so Dave has started that, and, and because uh, the Lord has blessed us, we're putting a little bit in that each month to, to help with the grandkids. Children are our most important responsibility. We must do all we can to help them to succeed in this life and in preparation for heaven. And our ticket, talking about heaven, our ticket has already been paid by the grace of Jesus Christ, but we need to act like we want to accept it. It's free and to go. But he says, he says in New King James Version, do business till I come or occupy till I come. And that's what we're trying to do here. We're not trying to amass wealth. We're not trying to be greedy and pile up money like we talked about yesterday. It stinks if we pile up too much, but we're to do business and to plan as if we're last forever, but to prepare our lives so that if today's our last, we are prepared. And what's interesting is in heaven, we will have it all, all of our physical needs, all of our social needs, all of our mental needs, all of our spiritual needs, all of our wants and interests will be provided. And and these things, we think the internet, we think all the, the blessings we have today, this is just scratching the surface what we have technologically as to what the Lord has prepared for us. So I'm really looking forward to that. So all of the, this, this is uh, close to the end here. Rick has some more to say, and I'd like for, to get an evaluation too. But I want to make sure that all of my slides, all five presentations are available on this. That's GSC. That's short for Gulf States Conference. They have sponsored me and a number of uh, churches. And uh, all of the slides are there for all, all week. There may be some variations because based on your evaluations, I'm constantly making changes. These are all in a PDF format. So this time I'm going to pass this out. And somebody could help me here to pass these out. I've tried to make it very simple. I get too many evaluations, too many evaluations that I fill out. I want to make them short and sweet. And I'd, I'd like for you to, what will really be of help to me is if you have been here the first night, the second night. So if you're right, one, two, three, four. If you were here the, just uh, Monday and Wednesday and today, there'd be one, three, and five. You understand how that works? So 
Tell me so that I know, did you get the whole package and you're evaluating on the whole package or you're just evaluating on today, five and whatever. So if you're right on there at the top, there's not a place to put that there. But then I, I like to have a little circle there. That's kind of my grade to know whether it's uh, scratching the, the itch that may be there. And then I like to know what you, did you like the best of, of what was presented and what could be improved? What do you think could be improved? Somebody said, well, the yellow on there, they can't see. Uh, the, the font is a little difficult to see in, if it's in a yellow font. Well, okay, that hasn't been a problem in the past, but we're so far away from the screen, many of us here. Um, but write whatever you want. And then what changes do you see making as a result of this seminar? And I, I shared that. And usually the last thing people think of is, okay, we just talked about wills, but I, I would like to see maybe I'm going to get started investing. I'm going to start putting some money in stocks and bonds or whatever. And what topics would you like to see covered again for the future people? And then any other comments you'd like there. But uh, appreciate you doing that. And while you're doing that, I don't like to waste time, uh, but I want to just share something. Um, Kids like to learn. We have games. And again, I'm not selling anything. I just found this and we bought this. Um, it's called The Front Door. I, it's kind of like Monopoly. It looks like Monopoly. But to me, Monopoly is kind of a, a greedy game. And people buy those, those uh, hotels and then they just sit there and salivate, hoping you land on their, their hotel and they suck all your money out. You know? So I, I, to me, that's a greedy game. This one is called The Front Door. Um, be the first to master your money by furnishing your apartment. And so you go around and, and it has, uh, you have paydays and you have to pay utilities and you have to pay rent and things like that. You go around and then, uh, then it gives you opportunity to buy things. And it says, do you want to buy, pay retail or do you want to get it from a thrift store? Yes, okay. Well, my grandsons, they're anxious to, to get to furnish their apartment so they... They're, they're wanting to buy things from the thrift store now. So now, and, and then it translates into real life. They love to go to thrift stores now with our daughter and, and all. But anyway, it's just something, another alternative that it came across. And I have, you can either take a picture of this if you want. I have maybe a couple of the brochures that you can order if you'd like. If you have, have a, a need, somebody has a need there. So I got uh, a few of these sheets if, if somebody would like, and it's called the front door, uh, keys to the front door. So I'll just put these up here. All right. So Rick, I think we're ready. And uh, if you will um, leave uh, just the, these are all anonymous evaluations. I really appreciate you doing that. It's been a, a joy for me to uh, be here and, uh, Hopefully it's been a benefit all week, and uh, today's short. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm making up for running over the last two times. So now we'll see how, uh, how we can do with Rick. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you. Is this, can you hear okay? No. Yeah. No? Yes? Let me, let me see if we can turn it up. I have two left thumbs, and I'm right-handed, so technology is not, not me. But I do have a pen and paper, so I know how to do that. I was too old when I went to college and law school for computers and some of that, and the Internet and some of that. So we get by the best we can. Can, can you hear okay now? Yes? No? I, I will turn my own volume up, Dennis. Oh, wait, don't. I just want to ask a couple questions and make a couple statements. I am hoping that our IT friend will be back, Tank Brooks, who works for the, Carol who works for the Carolina Conference. I hope Tank will be back and be able to connect us with the audio on the five-minute video that I have for you. Uh, it will be, be life-changing if we can make it work.
First question I want to ask you is, does anybody know who the Queen of Soul is? Aretha. And what was one of her most famous songs? R E Respect. Yeah, there you go. So we know that Aretha Franklin died not too long ago, right? Yeah. The Queen of Soul. What about Prince? Everybody everybody hear anything of Prince or know who Prince was or is or he was a he was an artist in the pop culture. And so now the real question is, what did Prince and Aretha, what did they have in common? They had lots of money and lots of money. I think Aretha probably had close to $80 million. She had five children. And then Prince, you can just leave my finger with me. And then in Prince, if I recall correctly, who died maybe a couple years ago, he had over $200 million. And what did they have in common? Both of them died without a will. Can you imagine? I just want to clarify that there are two categories of people, or people are put in two categories when they die. You either have a will... Or you die intestate, which means you do not have a will. And the state where you are a resident, that state legislature has written a will for you. Even though your name's not on it, that is how your property will be distributed if you do not have a will. Dennis did mention about in your will, and he also said that a lot of people say, I don't have enough assets. I don't have anything. I don't need a will. Other than salvation, what is the most precious gift that God has ever given any one of you? Your children. Absolutely. We have the opportunity to designate who you want to be the guardian of your children should mom and dad pass away? And that does happen from time to time when the children are minors. And if we don't select a guardian for our children and have that in your will here in North and South Carolina, then the state would take those children and there's no guarantee that your children would be placed with family. And, of course, we all know in this room that sometimes it may be better for our children not to be placed with some family members, unfortunately. So if you want to, you know, meet Jesus at the pearly gates and hear him ask you, those children, those children that I gave you, what did you do for them? Make a will, make a will, and designate Designate a guardian. I mean, it's, it's no cost. The Carolina Conference officers believe in making our members happy. We want to be content. And if we, if we have happy members, we have happy churches. Happy churches make happy districts. Happy districts make wonderful working conferences so that we can not only help our members but we can help our neighbors as well. So keep in mind that a will is not a death sentence. A will is not a death sentence. And I know there's some in here, I know personally know there's some in here that have had a problem about struggling about a will. Not necessarily you. I'm not picking on you and and your children, but I know that there's some others that have had a, a concern about that. Pray about it. It's important. Jesus is our example in everything. Do you believe Jesus has a system of order for everything that's done? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And he's our example, and we should follow him. And he wants us to be orderly, not only here, but as we prepare for heaven and prepare our children, our families, and our neighbors as best we can for heaven as well. 
I could talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, but y'all have already heard that. Oh, sounds like that video may be, that's another answer to prayer. So when you get in the jam, you always pray and believe that God's going to answer us. So, so. People I have mentioned this to say. So I just want you to know this is really serious. The administration of the Carolina Conference, we care about our members. We offer this service at no cost to you, no obligation. I'm going to encourage you to consider leaving a gift for, the, for God's work, but you don't have to. But we're going to encourage you to do that. So uh, huh? as we watch this we... video and listen to this video, be thinking if there are any other questions that you would like to ask me, and I'll be glad to stay as long as you want and answer your questions. And by the way, I'm not, no disrespect, I'm not a retired pastor. I've been a lawyer for 38 years. I have quite a bit of experience in lots of areas of law, the most of which is with estate planning, wills and trust, powers of attorney, and, and items of those type natures. So you, if you have any questions at all, please feel free to stay and ask me. Some of your neighbors may, wanna, may have the same question. That's all I want to say at this time, other than you can, if you're interested, you can reach me uh, at the conference office and, and our uh, application for a will the power of attorney is one page, one page, front and back. That's all it takes, and that's enough information for us to get to going to prepare your documents. We hire licensed lawyers. We pay licensed lawyers to prepare your wills, and you have the right to review and edit those documents so they will comport and comply with your requirements. We want to make you happy because these are your documents and not ours. So at this time, the magic fingers that have been, uh, that have been touched by God and answer our prayer, we're going to watch this video. I think you'll be very, very much moved. Your high school or college-aged child critically injured and in a coma. You okay? You'll be Back able there, to step Gary? in and help with medical decisions, right? Maybe not. Five on your side's Monica La Liberty is here now to explain how parents can be powerless. Monica? I tell you, people I have mentioned this to say, huh? And that is why we want to get the word out. And so does a mom who went through the legal ordeal many parents don't realize until it is too late. Your child on a ventilator in intensive care. They took essentially the front third of his skull off so that the brain could swell without causing further damage. Forrest was still in high school. He had just turned 18. They told us we should prepare for him not to wake up from his coma. I'm like, how do you prepare for that? You know, you... it was a very, very difficult time. Now, five years after a devastating snowboarding accident. Forrest is talking, walking, and rebuilding. Mm -hmm. It was very good. It was good. It was mm -hmm. good. Part of the mission now for his mom, Ray, to get parents to think about the unthinkable. While he was still in a coma, we had to hire an attorney. We had to come back to our county, appear in court, have essentially a little mini trial. All to get, in essence, legal guardianship to make decisions for Forrest when he couldn't. We all know legally 18-year-olds are adults. Under HIPAA, that means their medical issues are none of your legal business, even if they're on your insurance. So if your child is in a serious accident and cannot speak for themselves, the care provider, in Forrest's case, the doctors, can make the decisions. It is called implied consent. And a lot of times we think of this as someone who's getting older. Um, but it really applies to all of us. Attorney James Van stresses, if you want a say, you must have your child's permission in writing. Whether or not a feeding tube is placed in, whether or not to take off life support could be issues. And you know, certainly you would want mom and dad involved in those decisions. And But for having a health care power of attorney, you're really leaving it in the hands of the health care 
providers. The three signed forms you need, a HIPAA authorization allows healthcare providers to share information with you. A medical power of attorney lets your child name you to make necessary decisions. And with a durable power of attorney, they can name you to handle their financial affairs. After the fact, it can cost thousands of dollars and precious time. The court appointed um, an attorney or guardian um, that had to then drive to UVA Neuro ICU where our son was still in a coma and read him this document that says, do you have any objection to giving up your legal rights to vote or to drive or to own property? And, and that's a terrible thing to, you know, even to hear. I mean, he couldn't understand it, but he couldn't object. His parents got what they needed to move Forrest to rehab for the next phase of his recovery. In the years since, he graduated high school and now takes a college class. I mean, just listen to the professor talking about what to do when you go to college, how to do certain things, and how to study properly. And if you don't know how to study, you're toast. <laughs> you're toast. With his family on his side, he's come a long way. I mean, if, if Force had stayed in a coma and we hadn't been able to get legal guardianship, then the state would make those decisions. And, I mean, I can't imagine how terrible that would be. Such an incredible story. Forrest had two more surgeries last week. The family is now waiting to hear what is next. And you know, worth noting about the documents I mentioned, all of us should have them. And once you have them notarized, save them on your phone or computer so they are quickly available should you need them. And we do have links on WRL.com. Just look under five on your side. Just amazing, Monica, again. As you can see from this moving video, this is not an Adventist video. This is just a people video. This is all of us. It can happen to any of us, not just our children that have turned 18, but our moms and our dads, our grandparents, our aunts and uncles. When you turn 18, unless you're under some type of restriction or handicap, you are, you are presumed to be a responsible adult. And therefore, you have certain rights that can't be forfeited without a court proceeding. But if you sign a health care power of attorney and or general durable power of attorney, you can appoint a loved one, someone that you care for, and someone you know that will make the right decisions for you. If you don't do that and you have to go to court before a judge to have that done, you heard what they said. It could cost thousands and thousands of dollars and it could cost very precious time in medical emergencies. So I just encourage you to think about that, not only for yourself, your spouse, your parents, people that you love, just share the word. And oh, by the way, the good news is, if you're a member of Carolina Conference, these documents don't cost you any money at all. You pay nothing. We encourage you to support God's work, but it's not a requirement. So if anyone has any questions, I'll be glad to stay around and answer and do whatever I can to help you. So Dennis, thank you again for the wonderful seminar. I hope everyone has learned a lot of information, how to handle finances, how to address finances. Two things I learned at the University of Alabama in four years. Yes, I graduated in four years. I didn't do like my brothers and get on the you know, the six-year plan to get a four-year degree. I learned, one, there ain't no free lunch, Dennis. Somebody pays. And in this case, the conference, the administration has voted to pay lawyers to prepare these documents for our members. The second thing I learned in four years is that if you have a question about any issue at all, go to the source You've heard the saying for years that I heard it from whose mouth? The horse's mouth. Right, exactly. So if you have an issue, do your own research and check it out as best you can. 
Don't be bashful about going to an expert that can help you and maybe save you some time and in the long run can maybe save you some money. Nobody knows all the answers, but in 38 years of being a lawyer, I've seen a lot of things and I've helped a lot of people and I'm thankful that I've been able to do that and I want to continue doing that to help you and your families. So again, if anybody has any questions, I'll be here for, for as long as needed and I thank you for your time. Let me just mention that, uh, again, I want to thank you for coming, uh, honoring me to be here and to listen. If you feel that this is worthy, as I mentioned in the past, I, I go to churches, do the same thing, but all five hours on a Sunday. So it's like, you know, a lot of information. But you see it, it covers a whole, a whole gamut of things and can help local church members too. So we try to do it as economically as possible. Uh, it's something we I get to choose. Now that I'm retired, I get to pick and choose what day I, I come. So uh, anyway, thank you so much, and the Lord bless each of you. And uh, if you'll leave those evaluation forms maybe on the back, on the chair or something there, I really appreciate that. Appreciate you taking time to help uh, improve the program. So let's uh, let's finish with a word of prayer. And again, if you have any questions, please feel free to see me or, or Rick. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this beautiful camp and the, and the beautiful weather you've given to us and the wonderful seminars throughout the, the area here. Pray, Lord, that you continue to guide and bless each person here and be with our members as we each work together, fulfilling your, your responsibilities and being faithful servants of yours guide and direct each of us in helping to get our finances in order and that we we can direct our attention and focus our our efforts on soul winning and helping others to to go to that kingdom that that we read and study so much about is my prayer in christ's name amen